I'm really excited about today's episode. Chloe and Michael are mindfully loved on Instagram. You can find them there. They do pre-parenthood programs to essentially get you ready for parenthood. But I don't even think we even got into any of that, which is kind of sad because I was looking to ask them questions about it. So you can check out their Instagram more there. But I'm really excited uh, to release this podcast, to share this podcast with you because we did talk a lot about things like long distance, um, staying committed when you just know and staying by your decision about somebody being your partner or not providing safety, holding space for another, navigating, working with your partner, how to work with working with your partner. Uh, This was a really good conversation. I got a lot of value out of it. And Chloe and Michael are an amazing couple. You can just hear the love and uh, togetherness, I guess, uh, of who they are as a couple. And that's one of the things that I love most about this podcast is really just speaking into people's worlds and, uh, experiencing their love because every love has a little different flavor on it and they have a very unique flavor. So I I really do think you're going to love this podcast episode. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast. It greatly helps me and the algorithm and this message get to even more people. Um, And as I'm trying to grow this podcast, it expands my own research to finding more couples and interviewing more people so that I can eventually put all this stuff together and write the book on creating healthy relationships. But that stuff's in the future. What you can do right now is review the podcast. If you have an inspiring couple that you know of and they're open to being interviewed and having their story be shared, (laughs) story be shared, please send them my way or connect us on Instagram or reach out to me on Instagram and we can get the conversation going that way. But Without further ado, you're listening to Real Love Stories. This is the interview with Chloe and Michael. Y'all are coaches yourselves as well, yeah? I'm a psychologist, yes, and Michael is a life coach, yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll have no problems with more ability then. <laughs> <laughs> we've run out of standing and, and being verbose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So how long y'all been together? Eight years. Eight years um yeah officially eight years yeah like our journey was a bit longer than that um but yeah officially 2014 yeah eight years in february yeah yeah that's awesome Mm. and how'd y'all meet so yeah so that's and that's why uh probably says you know there's uh uh you know a bit more of a history to it but yeah we we uh We've known each other since we were little. So Chloe grew up in in Cyprus. I grew up in Melbourne in Australia. Uh, but uh, Chloe's mum, before she moved to Cyprus, she lived in Melbourne. And, and just by chance, her parents migrated to Melbourne in Australia. My mother and her family migrated to Melbourne in Australia from Spain. And they landed about a street away from each other um in a uh in a in a suburban area in melbourne and um and they grew the, the family sort of grew a bit of a relationship my mum and chloe's mum grew a bit of a relationship uh, eventually chloe's mum was my mum's bridesmaid at her wedding <laughs> and about a year later moved across to cyprus met chloe's father and, and chloe was obviously conceived here and, and grew up here and um and yeah uh, you know chloe still had family connections her grandparents uh Arnie uncle and cousins were in Melbourne so she'd often come to visit so 
through that family connection, my my family stayed close with Chloe's cousins and family there. So through that connection, we sort of saw each other ongoing and um, uh, we didn't see each other for a period of time throughout teens. And then at about 21, reconnected and um, I reconnected with with Chloe's cousins and and uh, and one night out at a party, I, I saw a girl and I thought, oh, who's that girl? And yeah, hadn't seen her for quite a while. And, and we sort of hit it off. And a week later, Chloe went back to study in New York, as she was doing at the time. And we tried a long distance thing for about six months, eight months, and just didn't sort of quite eventuate from that. But I think we both kind of knew, you know, time was just a factor. And um, and about five years later, four years later, Chloe, finally, she finished her studies and decided to look for an opportunity in Melbourne. And and that was kind of it. We we. Pretty much within, within a month Australia. of being there, I, th I think I knew what I was waiting for. So, had a couple. We both had a couple of uh, you know a relationship in in between. Mm. But um, but yeah, as soon as I heard Chloe was coming, I, I knew which way I was going with. But then you you did go back to London. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by chance, I, I yeah. did end a, a four year relationship as Chloe sort of arrived and wanted to live out a. a a fantasy and go move overseas for go move to London for a year, which uh, which I did that just as Chloe arrived. So again, timing wasn't quite on our side, but we did make it official before I left, and we caught up in between in in Crete as well. And um, and by the, yeah, I, I cut that trip short and I came back after eight months, and um, yeah, that was it ever since. Did a bit of long distance, and then it was like, yeah. How <laughs> long was that long distance? Um, it was eight months, eight months. with a week like week kind of catch up yeah we had a week in between where yeah. we did see each other but yeah it was eight months long distance mm. wow yeah and it's basically like right at the beginning of the relationship yeah <laughs> like within the first, <laughs> in the first month yeah let's make this official bye yeah, yeah basically yeah yeah, yeah. interesting yeah. well yeah. How did, so how did you know what was that conversation like because you, you mentioned or alluded to like you kind of knew what you were looking for um you know how how was that like when did you really know Oh, you, you knew it. Yeah, yeah I, I want to hear your answer. <laughs> no, I I think that you know the first. Funnily enough, I had a little crush on Michael during my teenage years, um, mm. but it seemed like Michael's somewhere else. But when we reconnected the first time, when I, when we we're twenty one, um, I think we both felt that strong strong connection then. Um, I, th uh, I think as 21-year-olds, we had really deep conversations. Even when when I went back to New York, I think that helped us really connect in a deeper level. Um, from then, I, I think I knew from then that Michael was always my kind of dream person that I would end up at one point. It didn't happen. Then after that, I had two relationships after Michael. But then once we went back to but one of once I went back to Australia, I instant like I knew I knew it was something that we wanted to do. Obviously, my own insecurities and sabotaging that relationship, you know, I drifted somewhere else at the beginning, um, which I think yeah, like rocked rocked us at the beginning. Um, but yeah, you, I, I know your your experience is pretty similar. But mm. yeah. Uh like Chloe said, when, when it, it was 2009, um, when we sort of um, mm. first got together, uh, you know, we kissed on that first night. And um, I was pretty certain at that point, there was something about Chloe that I hadn't sort of felt anywhere else. And 
it was something that never really left me, um, even as a relationship sort of pursued after. It was, I think, you know, it was like, this is what I have in front of me. But, you know, that thing was always in the background that I could never quite let go of. It just seemed unattainable. But, you know, um, Chloe's auntie in Melbourne, who is just our biggest supporter, you know, I always say this because it's something that really stuck with me early on. She just said, you know, it's it's just not the time. Um, and And always sort of meant that that was something that was meant to sort of blossom later. So um, I always had, you know, a faint hope went off in, in another direction for a while. But as soon as I heard Chloe was coming, it was like, that's like, that's, you know, th th there's no other option. Like that's exactly what's going to happen. And and I've never been sort of more so certain about anything. Like Chloe said, after, after about a month or so of being in Australia, um, uh, you know, that there was a, another guy that sort of popped up for a very brief period of time that kind of rocked things. But, you know, while that's kind of a no, a zero tolerance policy for me on that sort of thing, um, if we were, you know, actually officially dating at that point, um, I just, yeah, there was just no way I was passing up the opportunity um, to be with Chloe. So I, I was pretty certain from that point. And honestly, mm -hmm. I like, I, even while being away and, and coming back, I mean, you know, we'll probably get onto it later, but even the story of, us getting engaged. I mean, our, our mom's pretty much planned a venue with Chloe without me knowing, but I, even I knew, like, I think we all knew that that's exactly what I was going to do. And we we're going to get married and, you know, um, yeah, it was pretty certain from early days. Hmm. I love that. You just knew and held faith. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Stood by your decision. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not, not many things have been more, more certain, you know, in my life. I think, I think that's just one thing that was always, yeah. Was it, was it just a feeling or would, could you describe why you were so certain? I, I can probably, I can probably describe it better, you know, reflecting on it now at the time, it yeah. certainly was just a feeling, you know, I, I think I can relate to it a little bit more now as being um, uh, a, a feeling of safety. You know, I've, I've always mm -hmm. felt really safe with Chloe, um, you know, psychologist hypnotherapist I mean she listens better than just about anyone but yeah you know she she, she really makes you feel like the most important person in the room and I think I think I felt that from early on that feeling of, of just safety and and trust and and yeah um yeah hmm. feeling 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 like you're very special you know that I think that was something I sort of identified from from early on she made me feel that way well you said the safety like that knowing for me it was mostly knowing yeah just like yes like it feels it feels right so how did that um, knowing come through you so um and I'm going back to the first time we kissed when I was 21 that there there was a knowing I just felt very safe with him as, as Michael said we sat that night we sat out all night talking until like the sunrise came and we yeah we shared a kiss and it was just and then since then we were just chatting, even when I went to New York, like just for just everything. We were literally giving, asking each other questions. And funnily enough, that that um, the six months that we're talking when I went back to New York, I, I created those conversations into a book. It was like a messenger back then. And mm -hmm. it's a big, big book. And it's just living back through it. Obviously, some of it is very cringe reading, but cringy, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Just a, a, like as twenty-one year olds, so some of the questions that we're yeah. asking were pretty deep. It's, it's a it's a book that thick, and it's literally just our saved messenger conversation. You know, because we, each wow. day like, I'd come home, you know, over that eight months, 
couldn't wait to get to the computer to see, you know, the messengers she'd sent. And it was just, it was essays back and forth. And it was just the most in-depth questions as 21 year olds, you know, just wow. like really trying to understand each other. And yeah, there was no holding back. Um, however, going back, going back as a, when I moved to Melbourne, I was, a, I was in a relationship that I knew it was going to eventually die because Mm-hmm. Um, my partner at that point he was in New York and I was moving to Australia so we knew it wasn't gonna um, last but we're just keeping it as it as it went so at that point obviously I didn't have Mark in my mind but what once we started catching up in with my cousins because he was part of the group that it kind of that feeling started coming back but I had my hesitations I at that point I wasn't letting myself go fully which I realized later and in a way there was a lot of fear for me there that came up later and eventually in in a way wanted to sabotage that relationship unconsciously which eventually ended up with me kissing another guy that was just night out nothing you know it was just nothing (laughs) meaningful there um which I think that shocked me it was before we made it official but we were already getting close and talking um which made me really realize like that I really wanted this um mm-hmm. and that fear once I sabotaged it and the fear that I can like I can lose him at any point and this is not what I want um mm-hmm. really made me dive deep and look into what 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 I really want and the fear that was coming up and why so it was I realized that it was the fear that at that point, because obviously as our insecurities come when you start getting to know someone, you don't know if they're really gonna, you know, gonna stick around if they really like you as much as you do, and your insecurities and that self-talk comes and you start feeling more insecure. Because Michael didn't say straight ahead that he wants to be with me or didn't say mm-hmm. right away all those feelings. So it's you know that moment that one night that you get upset because he didn't come out with you, you know, just and then it's just roller coasters that. He doesn't want to be with me. And then you just go into kissing the first guy just out of spite. You know, it's it's right. you're reflecting back to, at it now. Like it's just, but it's something that's so common. And most of us yeah. do because it's just, it's, I, I want to hurt them or I want to hurt myself. I want to hurt this relationship because I don't know if it's going to work. And I might as well break it before, you know, they say they don't want me. It's all that. Um, so it's it's in a way it's amazing that it happened literally be, you know the first month we're talking. Mm. So it really made me dive deep and look into it and be like, nah, like this is not what I want to do. So then, um, obviously Michael was hurt. We had lots of discussions around it, um, and yeah, it probably it probably took another month to kind of um, figure all this out. And then yeah, we decided that we we wanna we wanna do this and we want to make this official or before you went before you went overseas yeah, and then he left <laughs> so okay. what was that eight months like how did how did that um make it work listen it was hard because we we did it back in 21 I knew we were, we got this like we were really we, we were really good communicators and I think because our initial relationship grew through messages we got to know really ourselves through that um we were we were pretty um it was hard obviously but we were really good we got in a in a bit of a schedule you were in Europe so I think we're talking morning and night um and it was so much easier back in you know the first time we did this 
it was only messenger we yeah. didn't have a smartphone so we couldn't text each other all the time it was only at yeah. the when we had a computer in front of us so now being able to just text at each other at any point on the bus on the you know it was just yeah, so much photos easier. or yeah. whatever there was obviously that makes it so much easier yeah. I mean, yeah. um and just you know video calling and all those things so it was much easier and then once we had a, a trip planned just something to look, look forward, forward to. to yeah um but yeah but again i think it was we we connected so much deeper because we had we, we were talking about things we had conversation starters we we had things to explore it had to be intentional too Yes, yeah. Especially if you're like time constrained. Yes. Yeah. You know. It's it's really interesting. I mean, yeah, it's it just the, the way it all sort of worked out and Polly was in Melbourne, so it was out of her, like it wasn't something where somewhere where she'd lived before. I was overseas in places I hadn't lived before and just the way that sort of came back together. But I think knowing that there was an end date and I, I think, you know, especially just before I left, I think I knew it was always a possibility that I might come back early um, but, you know, the worst case scenario was going to be 12 months. I think we knew that there was, you know, there was an end, end goal to this and mm -hmm. an end date to this. Unlike, and, you know, like Chloe said, we'd been through it before, but the time before there was no, there was no possible thought in our minds that, you know, there was a way that I ended up there or she, you know, she ended up where I was or anything mm -hmm. like that. We both were, you know, at the beginning of our studies, we, we weren't going anywhere anytime soon. So I think there was just, you know, we'd done that before, but there was so much more clarity and certainty around this one. It's like um, the hard part is you've finally gotten together. You've just started dating all the things that you want to do in that initial honeymoon period. I mean, it just sort of that that was, you know, that had its own sort of challenges. I think that for me, that was, you know, that was the most difficult part. Like you just want to spend time together. For me, I just wanted to spend time together at that point. And um, yeah, and it was like <laughs> went to the other side of the world. In, in some sort of subconscious way to avoid that you know what I mean <laughs> no uh, but it, it for me looking back to it it was the best thing that could have happened because it was literally two months after I moved to Australia so I think I needed that time alone also to set up find a job do my interviews without many distractions really like it, I was able to find myself and set set myself up as well as you in London which took you into a different other yeah, yeah, um yeah. another journey but we both needed that time yeah. knowing that there was someone there but we were working on ourselves um as well mm. Mm. yeah and then at the end of the eight months y'all moved y'all then both moved to a, di a different city together yeah right? uh, back I, to melbourne. I came back to melbourne yeah, yeah so okay, okay. you went back yeah. to melbourne yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we've been together since then. Yeah. We haven't and, done any yeah. long distance. No. <laughs> we were in Melbourne then until June last year. So, I mean, you know, besides a, a lot of sort of trips around the world and things like that, we, we've been based and were based in Melbourne until June last year. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's awesome. And so you, you mentioned a little bit about your engagement. There's a story around that. Oh, I, I, no, I think, yeah, I, th I, th I think at that point it was, it was 2006. 17. Yeah, 2017. Um, Chloe's mum obviously still connected to her family back in Melbourne. She'd still come down a bit. And, you know, by this point, you know, our, our families would hang out when they came down. And, um, you know, I, I maybe I, I'm not sure if it was a certainty that everyone else had, you know, I, I, like I, I think we're always, you know, um, destined to be together. And I think the family even sort of recognized that at that point. But yeah, just before, I, I don't think I, I was probably contemplated engagement was going to be something that was going to come you know that was a story for another time yeah, but it was two months before you proposed yeah yeah 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, more, more, more. I hadn't, I, I don't think I'd, I'd started saving for a ring or anything by that point. I don't think it was that. Yeah, oh. I think it was a, quite a bit before okay. that. Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, it was, it was the first I'd heard of it basically. So we, um, we, we went out, we went out to, to see my goddaughter swim or something in the morning or, or whatever it was. We'd, we'd gone somewhere sort of locally. And then Chloe's like, oh, and, and afterwards we'll go, we'll go to brunch and we'll go, you know, somewhere that was like 40, 45 minutes away from where we were. I'm like, why would we choose somewhere? So it seems crazy. But anyway, we, we all went and, you know, our, our, our mums came as well and, and a couple other friends. And while we were there, like our mums and Chloe, they were sort of, they were all talking together and looking at the place and, you know, scoping it all out. I didn't really sort of take too much notice, but at the end they're, they're like, so what do you think? Like, what do you think? What do you think of the place? And I'm like, what? What do you, what, for what? Like for an engagement venue. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize we we're a wedding venue. Yeah. I didn't realize we were coming to scope out places for, for a wedding. I haven't proposed yet. You know, I haven't sort of, but it was kind of, you know, <laughs> You. It's it's not like there was a, a thought in my mind at that point, like, oh God, like that's pressure or like, you know, whatever it is. It was like, oh, well, you know, I guess it's probably, you know, around that time. That was definitely the next step to take anyway. So, you know, um, I, I think everyone, you know, was as in on it as what we were, but um, it were parts I wasn't even privy to or in on. So that was one of it. But um, yeah, you know, the, 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 the rest came pretty, pretty naturally, you know, like I, I, I proposed not too long after and, um, and we had two weddings. We got married here and we got married in Melbourne as well. So um, wow. we did that with six months. And mm. um, yeah, over, over the course of two weddings celebrated with like, what collectively like five, 550 people, 600 people. How many did we have here? 400. 450, yeah. 450 people here 150 people at least in Melbourne. Mm. So about 600 people we got to celebrate with over two <laughs> weddings. So <laughs> that's fun. All inclusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What would you say um, in the time y'all been together has kind of been some of the bigger challenges, the things that have you've worked through together that have brought you closer after? Oh, lots. Um, I think the main ones have been going through. Um, we've done a lot of healing together. We've done a lot of plant medicine together. And I think that just seeing ourselves in those moments um, when you literally ripped apart, just very vulnerable, just looking off or purging and just being able to go through this together and then come back and reflect. And yeah, just, I think seeing each other and yeah, during, during those journeys, um, regardless of their plant medicine or through shamanic journeys, just with drumming, like just being able to be there and see that person, literally having an ego death or just crying, sobbing and knowing that you're there for that person, knowing that like I can literally see them breaking apart and coming back together. Um, and realizations that coming out from that um, was really, I think, challenging because you're going through your own own thing and then you have to support the other person and it's just kind of knowing just having that dance back and forth knowing when to kind of really make it all about you and then knowing when to hold space for the other person and it's just um, balancing that um a long distance that obviously at the beginning of their relationship like that keeps that like I have with that person like I think all those little things um some you know losing family members through that I think obviously 
um, what, one of the challenging for me was when you first um, lost your grandma. And again, yeah, um, it was the first big um, I guess loss in the family and being able to see Michael grieving, not knowing what to expect. And obviously my insecurities coming through and feeling that he's pushing me away and not getting what I want from him during that time. I think like, but he's grieving in his own process. So being able to really understand that at this point, it's not about me. I need to trust that he's dealing with his own shit. Like he's going through a lot, a lot at the moment. And if he's not touching me, he's not hugging me. He's not saying the things that I want to hear. It's not about me. And I think those big, big losses um, made me realize a lot about a relationship and about my expectations, because you you do realize that not everything's about you, <laughs> and people do do go through their own emotions and need to deal with their own things. Um, and yet, like you lost three grandparents in in, in three years, so I think it, it was able to. I was able to obviously being able to support him better and better. <laughs> as a third grandparent as you know as yeah as bad as it sounds but it was more understanding how you were able to feel your emotions and how, how I could support you mm. rather than getting upset because you were not doing it the way I wanted to mm. um but yeah any other challenges in yeah I've yeah I, I think on on a number like we're both fairly emotional people um and I think you know particularly I'd say particularly early on um, trying to trying to understand each other's um, as emotional people, trying to understand each other's um, uh, methods of communicating love or experiencing love and um, general communication. I think early on were quite big, mm. uh, quite big challenges for us <laughs> and things that we had to work through. I mean, again, I. I I'm going to say anyway, from my perspective, that every every challenge, every argument, every fight, every disagreement that we've always had, there's never been anything in the back of my mind that has suggested or lent me into feeling that Chloe wasn't the person that I was still going to be with after, and this was a deal breaker or anything along those lines. I've I've never had that feeling sort of deep down. So there's always a security there to know that whatever it is that we're discussing, we'll work through in in one one way, shape, or form. Mm. Early on, like I said, the the emotional side of things and trying to balance our emotions and understand we have we have two distinct um, love languages and the way that we communicate those. Um, and early on in our in our relationship you know uh, we were both sort of going through our own big sort of transitional phases and understanding ourselves so I don't think we'd really explored that side of things it wasn't until we went through a few of those um, or, or really sort of started our own healing or growth journey that we started to really understand the the situation uh, the perspective from the other person's situation mm-hmm. um, and how we can sort of um, uh, yeah work on that or start to improve that. We have challenges since, you know, there's there's challenges with, um, you know, having families on on different sides of the planet and, you know, mm-hmm. how we're going to manage that and manage those expectations mm-hmm. and, and our own sort of, you know, family expectations that weigh on us and how we manage that and help each other through that. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, for, for us, learning to hold space mm-hmm. um, in the appropriate way for the other person to put them, you know, in the perspective because neither of us, and it's one thing I, I suppose we can sort of, trust on quite heavily is that neither of us have any intention to 
hurt each other or make mm. the other person feel bad. So getting past our own <laughs> bullshit to <laughs> see the other person, hold yeah. space for the other person, um, you know, as as with every relationship, I think is probably one of the biggest mm. challenges. And as you're talking now, like I like I I was actually putting myself into those little challenges. And yeah, I realized that most of the times where I felt that our relationship was rocky challenged, it was when I had so many expectations on the relationship. Mm. Expectations about how I wanted Michael to react, respond. And um, and that happened pretty early on. Um, mm. And we were able to constantly discuss it because at one point it was constantly, I was constantly disappointed. I was constantly disappointed um, mm. because I wanted Michael to do a certain way or I wanted him to act a certain way. So, and it, it was literally being able to sit down and talk about those things and discuss where those expectations came from and why does it need to be like this? So recreate, re- I guess, like a new, new, like new rules for a relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a realize how much the society, how much movies, how much things just literally create such uh how do I say like um yeah, an unhealthy expectation. An unhealthy yeah, expectations on how a relationship should look and how a partner should act constantly. Um and I I quickly learned that I needed to let those expectations go because I was the unhappy one. At the end of the net night, Mark was still going to sleep happy, and I was the one who was sitting there upset that he didn't do something. Um, so it, it was, yeah, it was pretty early on that I learned that I had to communicate um, and had to, we had to really sit down and talk about those things and yeah, create new, um, new plan for our relationship. Mm. Yeah. I, th- I, I think I went into the relationship, like I said, after, after a four year relationship in, in which I wasn't very happy and probably wasn't treated the greatest throughout and although yeah like absolute certainty that I wanted to be with Chloe it was like pretty quickly I, I wanted to be like listen I, I don't there's certain things I just won't put myself through again and don't want to go through and I don't know if it probably you know in hindsight uh, you know um, I, I probably wasn't the most empathetic in the way that I have delivered a lot of that um, because and it was this you know hidden certainty in the back my mind that I probably should have communicated more about the fact that we're going to be together and I always wanted to be with her and all these sorts of things but you know very quickly setting the expectation like hey listen you know if you're upset with anything that's happening tonight or how it's going I'm going to ask you because I'm going to I I notice you're you know sitting in the passenger seat like staring out the window with your you know legs (laughs) closed I understand that one yeah yeah that's a universal sign that your partner's not happy but I, I would I would say, listen, yeah, I'd say, you know, is everything okay? And she'd say, yeah, it's fine. And I'd say, listen, I'm going to ask you once. Um, if, if you don't tell me something's wrong by the end of the night or, you know, within sort of that 24-hour period or something like that, I'm not going to ask again because it's up to you to, it's up to, you to communicate to me, you know, if, if something's wrong. Like, I'm, I'm going to ask you and I, I need you to be honest because I'm not here to play games. I'm not here to guess what's wrong with you. I'm not here... You, you tell me and if there's something wrong I'll, I'll absolutely you know help you work through it and we'll, we'll work through it together and everything like that and, but yeah, and that and that really helped me yeah because he's like if you don't tell me I'm, I'm assuming that you are fine I'm assuming that we're in a part of like a stage of our relationship where you can be honest with me and if I'm asking you there's something if there's something wrong and you say no then I'll, I trust that there's nothing wrong so it's I've I've learned quickly that if I said 
there's nothing wrong. Oh, I'm okay. He's not going to ask me. So again, I'm going to, I'm going to be the one who's upset and angry. He'll be fine because he's assuming that everything's fine. So I had to put myself out there and be vulnerable and actually say what was wrong. Um, yeah. yeah, which is not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like we said early on, um, uh, you know, a lot of that expectation as well was trying to understand our love languages for me, mm. you know, wanting, wanting um, good quality time spent together where it doesn't matter, if, you know, what we're doing. I mean, I, I love deep conversation. So if she's um, feeding me some deep conversation, I'm, I'm pretty damn happy. But for, for Chloe, it's very much affection. And obviously that's not something, you know, we understood the versions of love ourselves individually and not sort of together and not understanding how the other person sort of worked in that respect. So, um, you know, even while we were, uh, um, while I moved to London, while I was away, um, you know, the, the week that we finally got together in Crete, I think, um, you know, we, we had a little sort of argument or discussion that time. We always talk about that now because, um, you know, perhaps I, like I was just excited to be there and just spend time with her and Chloe's like, why isn't he hugging me like the entire time he's here and just, you know, uh, <laughs> and and that that's never been a really strong point for me and um you know regretfully like that's something I, I still sort of still work on to this day and and try and get better at but um yeah it, it, I think at the time for me it was like well that's not you know like that's not that's not like how I show love like that's not you know <laughs> not everything's physical you know like you know. um yeah that had its own challenge I think but yeah um communication seemed to be the, be the, yeah, once we figured that part out a little bit, you know, he was still figuring it out. But once we sort of started understanding how how we spoke to each other and how we communicate in that respect, I, yeah, that became a lot easier. Yeah. What would you say was some of the keys to learning that level of communication? And especially, kind of side note question to tie into that, y'all both are doing the work as life coach and therapist and everything. So like, does does that help or hinder your relationship <laughs> um no I, yeah I, I think it helps I, I think it certainly helps I mean early on it was we were both on it wasn't a mutually exclusive journey so mm -hmm. while we're working on our own things it was something very much you know everything we did together um all of our healing journeys and and, and I think that to be honest, that, that was a bit of a catalyst. My time away was a bit of a catalyst coming back and doing some, like, like Chloe said earlier, some plant medicine together. That was certainly a catalyst to begin the process of self-awareness. Um, I think once we started understanding ourselves and, and that, that was really key, once we started understanding ourselves and how we function, what it is that we need, I think we started respecting each other as individuals more rather than who you are to feed me in my life or what I need right now. Um, and I, I think that was a real catalyst um, for us to, yeah. Yeah. But it also has the other way that obviously knowing that you're both doing the work, it, mm -hmm. then there's moments when you have high expectations yeah. of how you're dealing yeah. with certain situations. So I think that's where the trap is. You expect more from the other person knowing that you are putting in um, the work so it's reminding ourselves that we are still humans and we're not perfect and we're not meant to be perfect but and that even though we're doing the work like that there's days that we really want to just be humans who yeah. just you know <laughs> imperfect, go, imperfect yeah like and yes. do everything wrong because we want to still experience that so I think that's um that's been a good reminder because yes as, as we started that healing journey you do put high expectations not only for yourself but for your partner and yeah. the relationship together. Mm -hmm. So also reminding that 
it's not every day is going to be perfect and that we're allowed to have those off days and doesn't mean that you know like healing stops here or it, we go back like it's just um we keep going yeah 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 there's a there's a process to things you regress and you know you you, you go forward some days some days you're at your, your best some days you're not and um, trying to trying to coexist where at times we might not quite be in that balance with each other um, um, but yeah understanding where the other person's at you know? yeah yeah and I think your first question was um, something about communication what was it I think we yeah understood. getting like to the to the place where with a certain level of communication where you're like able to hold space or sit and understand could you just go into what within yourself is allowing that to happen what allowed that shift in communication for you i think what you said before knowing that we like trusting that we're not in this relationship to hurt each other on purpose mm -hmm. like reminding ourselves that he's not saying this to hurt me he's not doing this on purpose to hurt me like always reminding that he, he's not doing like we're not doing anything maliciously if like we and if we are that it has nothing to do with the other person like something within me is hurting and I want to share that pain I want to you know kind of transport that pain um that that was a big thing for me and still is that reminder that if I get upset on Michael for something that reminder that he's he's not gonna hurt like he's not doing this to hurt me like he's 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 not forgetting what we're doing today <laughs> on purpose so he can you know so little things like that just reminding you that he's not doing it on purpose he's not doing it um so I think once we know that once we start seeing that through love then we can be a little bit more empathetic we can still share our trans frustration but at least that like that that hurt feeling like is removed so you can able to you are able to have that conversation more lovingly um but obviously we both wanted to work on this. It's something that we both thought it's very valuable in our relationship and very important to have in communication. So I think we're pretty lucky that we both were on the same page and it's something that we recognize that we wanted to work on. Um, and yeah, like I, it, it, just, it just came, I think. Mm -hmm. And taking accountability, like we realized that we both make mistakes and we wanna learn and continue to grow. Yeah, I, I think seeing, seeing each other at our most vulnerable as well. I think we we both know, I, I, you know, I can say for absolute certainty, I know Chloe can say with absolute certainty, certainty about me as well, that neither of us have a malicious bone in our body. Neither of us have any intention of harming anyone or anything on this planet. We are both, we are both very certain about that. So nothing we would ever do that, um, you know, dismisses or hurts the other person in any, in any way would have any ill intent. I, th I think that there's a level that we've come to understand of mm -hmm. each other through through being completely vulnerable with each other as well. Um, I think in terms of the, I mean, the, the holding space, um, Chloe's naturally gifted at holding space. I, I think that's something I'm still trying to work on. And, you know, I, I, I have an, a very overworking brain and at times I think I just assume that other people are understanding where I'm at so I might say things in a shorter capacity or try and get to the answer quicker or, or try and work through things quicker um not not obviously through ill intent but sort of going oh you know we, we understand each other like that's how you know um but it wasn't until you know um even more recently in, in, in a lot of the work that we've been doing um 
uh, which you know the, the business itself has been hugely influential for us to pick up new things, new skills, and and new talents. And just through that itself, and listening to Chloe talk about holding space has really helped me understand what it means to genuinely, uh, empathetically hold space for someone to validate them, to understand them, to hear them, to actively listen to them, um, to to do all these things. And, and um, you know, learning learning from the best really sort of helps in that respect. But I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, still, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think once we understand, yeah, what, what that means sort of deep down, um, I think that really helps, yeah, progress that. I think that's your question. <laughs> it does, yes. You mentioned um, the business, and you know, are from my understanding, um, how going into business together. Yes. yes. Talk about that. How has it been working on a business together, and how has that impacted, for the better or worse, your relationship? <laughs> yes. So that yeah, um, as Michael mentioned, and I was like, yep, that's been a challenge for sure. Um, it's yeah, it's. Obviously, it's great in the way that we do the things together. We have the same schedule. Um, we get to do this together. But, yeah, it definitely comes with its challenges. Um, being able to shift roles, constantly being together, um, being together in high intensity, in high stress times. And, you know, I think what, what I've realized when we moved here full time. So we've only moved um, into a business full time together since June. So it's pretty still early on. Um, but I quickly realized that we both get into this masculine uh, energy and quickly, if we don't make an effort, um, romance comes out, the effect, you know, that like we, we literally are constantly in just production mode and there's no much affection and romance. It, even, and I realized even me, I'm not craving it as much when I'm in that kind of masculine energy. So we needed really to quickly say, you know, Fridays, we go on lunch dates and date nights and just celebrate our wins, like start really um, plan things like that to keep our, we're not just business partners, we're not just friends, we're also romantic partners. And we're quickly losing that because we're focusing so much in the business because we're so passionate and we want to do this constantly. But it, that that's where we found the challenge pretty early on. Um, and still, like depending now, if we're launching something and we know we're very busy, we just, we, we lose this, especially when we have different, dif different schedules. I work really well in the afternoon, not into night. Michael, the moment it gets night, he, he shuts off. He's like, no, I need to wind down now. I'm very, like he's more morning. It takes me longer to get into things. Michael gets things pretty quickly. So our, our schedules are a bit different as well so being able to manage all that has been a little bit challenging mm. um, but it's part of the journey and we're learning and um and yeah and that power dynamic you realize especially from me in in the business you know you want to do this you want to do this and you're not just business partners so I think when you are in a professional environment there's some that sort of respect that you're holding back you don't really say exactly all everything that you want to say <laughs> when you know it's your partner I think sometimes you can be a little bit more aggressive and more um when you want to do something so it's managing all those things and knowing and we're still learning because we're still learning in regards to the business we, I'm going to be honest we're still learning we're still trying to figure out if it's better to you know go and find somewhere to work and separate it and how we're going to do this um but yeah 
Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, you know, going going full time with this, and and this was off the back of Chloe was at a, a school for the last seven years. I was in a, a, a stable government job for eleven years. I mean, it's it's the most structured environment we could possibly be in. Going from that to you know, what felt like basically retiring and moving overseas to a completely, well, com- completely brand new space for me and, and a space Chloe hasn't lived in for, for a number of years, but there's still a lot of attachment and relationships here that had pre-existed. Trying to step into that um, and come with, you know, we, we kind of had a time frame as well into, into um, you know, our, our jobs were held for 12 months back home, basically, and and um, we wanted to see if we could get things working before then and, you know, talking about, you know, kids and all these sorts of things. So there were these time frames attached. And I think coming here, letting all that go and then trying to develop, um, you know, a, a steady sort of um, timetable to work and how we we're going to structure that and everything like that, you know, it was a lot, I think, to process and deal with within the first six months. The fortunate thing is, I mean, the business is totally conducive to our own healing and growth because we're basically facing (laughs) it which which can be this weird sort of guilt-ridden expectation ridden (laughs) it's like you're having that off day and you're writing about you know all the things that you know to be true but at that moment you just don't want to process or deal with Mm -hmm. at the moment so it's like you know it's it's i find it's much easier to fall into that imposter syndrome through those moments because you know you, you know very well what you're talking about you know you live that most of the time but some days you're not quite there and you're still writing about it trying to live in that space and um you know that that has its challenges um yeah i i, I think but um but yeah um you know it, it 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 certainly was something we stepped into saying this is our dream and something that we really really um want to build because i mean if, if we if we can work out that dynamic and get that right get our space right get our energy right around the business and get that that sort of flow on effect that we we want i mean it's it's basically everything we've we we dream of yeah together um, um yeah learning to collaborate and learning to work work in the same space i mean yeah it, it we're very we're, we're strangely we're, we're we're different but we're also very similar energies as well and <laughs> um and you know we're we're both Taurus, we can hibernate, we can go into lazy modes very easily. And if one person goes that way, it'd be very easy for the both of us to fold in on that space. So, you know, uh, it's certainly got its challenges, but I mean, yeah, at, at the same time, it's it's still pretty exciting when when we when we take a step back and look at it in that way. It's still pretty exciting to do yeah. this together. That's awesome. I can relate a lot. Me and my partner are starting a business together and it's it's challenging, especially... I I haven't been a team player. Like history-wise, I've always done things, created my company myself or whatever, entrepreneur for 10 years. And so learning to collaborate is definitely a a new endeavor. <laughs> Let's just yeah. leave it at that. So it's <laughs> awesome that y'all are figuring it out. Um, having someone question your ideas. That never uh, happened before. Right? <laughs> I had an idea and I just did it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's and at the same time, it's so rewarding. Yes. Too, right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it really does help grow your level of communication, or um, mm. you get to work in new roles, as you were talk, mentioning, talking about. How has that been with switching roles? I mean, I know you talked about like setting date nights and and things of that nature, but. How has that helped y'all individually as people to be able to go inside and 
oh, I need to be in business right now, or, oh, I need to be the lover right now. And like, how has that helped your own capacity just in life um, by being in this type of a dynamic with each other? Oh, I'm going to be honest. Makes sense. Yes. I'm still, I'm, I'm still working on it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Mark was probably better in doing that. Um, and he tends to remind me like, you know, like that's mm -hmm. enough now. Let's, you know, let's cut, like close your laptop. Let's watch something. Come, let's cuddle. Um, for, yes. Yeah, so in, in that aspect, when we are in the space, you are able to, you're better at saying like, let's do, let's do dinner now. Let's, you know, that's enough now. Um, in regards to planning other things, date nights, I love all those things. So it's more of a like, Michael will come up with the idea and then I'll get to plan it. I'll get to say, let's do this, let's do that. Nice. Um, so it's, I think it's more, as Michael said, it's really easy if one of us goes into that lazy mode, just that one will easily follow. So I think it's, mm -hmm. if one of us gets out of there, like, actually, no, let's do something, the other one will follow right away as well. So it, it, it just literally need one of <laughs> us to come up with the idea. Um, it really helps that Friday, like knowing that Friday is something to celebrate yeah. and we look forward to it. Might be a lunch, might be dinner, might be going get, getting massages together. We want to start incorporating more hikes and all those things. So I think that can also be as a reward for the business, but also something that we yeah. get to do together. Um, it has been hard moving here as well because um, we didn't mention this, but obviously I have a lot of family and friends here. So coming back here, I've, we have been feeling that we've been pulled in all, um, mm -hmm. all parts and coming out of um, being in lockdown for the last two and a half years in Melbourne, being able to create this little haven between us, just us and doing all those things. I think it was a bit of a shock for Michael knowing that, oh shit, like I don't get to have Chloe as much as I, I did. <laughs> we just we do as many things together because I'm being pulled in other things. Um, so I, yeah, being able to really recognize this and consciously trying to plan those things that we do um, together and being able to say no, being able to say no to others and start intentionally creating this time for ourselves because yeah. we had it a lot and we loved it. And um, it's just e like you, you can tell how easy you start feeling apart when you, when you lose that. And yeah, you realize how important it is to keep showing up every day for each other. Like th that's, that's very important. Yeah. 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 I, I think as Chloe mm. said, I, I think I think we're, we're very much still figuring that part out. And mm. maybe we would have adjusted or things would have been simpler hadn't we had the significant change that we had brought alongside with it. So the move and and you know the different space that we still have attachments to and things. Yeah. I, I you know, I think I think that's just added on to the experience and, yeah. and obviously complicated things a bit further and things that we still have to figure out. But um, you know, any anyone who steps into business, oh, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I think anyone who steps into business with their partner, the the what you're most excited for or what you're you know doing this for is to be able to celebrate the wins together. You know, when you have a win at work and you come home and you tell your partner and it's exciting and 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 they want to be excited for you, but to be able to actually share the win itself together and then be able to share the celebration together and, and, you know, succeed in those ways. I think, I think that's what ultimately drives us 
and drives us all. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, um, seeing Chloe, you know, sit down and, and, and get to work helps inspire me to then sit down and get to work. We can feed off each other's yeah. energies, but, but there's certainly, um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's still more balance to be figured out. I, I think date night, what you, that was Chloe's idea, what we were doing on, on Fridays. That's been, that's been huge. And, and it was a day also because it is the type of work that, um, you know, uh, we can pick up randomly at any time. You know, it's, it's, there's not mm -hmm. a set schedule and some days we feel inspired to write. Some days we feel inspired to edit. Some days we feel inspired to do whatever it is. Um, it can very easily roll into the night. It can roll into a week and it can roll into whatever time at any, you know, at any point. But actually having, you know, I, I know specifically Friday afternoon, we do something together to celebrate. And just having something like that, I, I think, has been, yeah, something that we we missed the first how many, you know, five months yeah. or, or something along those lines. I, I, th I think that's something I would have incorporated straight away had I known how much of an effect something like that would have. Mm. Because ultimately, you, you you need to find ways to celebrate together and not just make it all business and work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sure. That's awesome. Mm. Um, what's coming through right now is kind of left field and where the conversation was going, but what role does support play in the success of your relationship? And I'm not talking about support from each other, um, other people in your life supporting you. How, how do you navigate that? What's that been like? And how has that supported your relationship? <laughs> I'm laughing because you're like, I've never thought of it because it's, yeah. <laughs> or it's does really, it? We give each other the support. It's, <laughs> it's a, it, it is a really interesting one yeah. because, um, you know, not speaking on, say, the first year or so of the relationship because a lot of, a, a lot of people played, a lot of people played a role in us coming together, mm. right? Uh, I mean, we, we had a lot of people who helped facilitate the whole situation and wanted it to, wanted it to succeed, and they yeah. played a role in, in doing so. Um, awesome. Strangely enough, you know, again, Chloe and I are really, really similar. Um, we enjoy each other's company more than we do anyone else, and we whatever the situation is, we are so much more reliant on each other than we are our, you know, and, and it's not to say we don't have really close friends and everything like that. But I, you know, honest, honestly, I, this sounds so strange, but honestly, I could probably count on two hands that's being generous, maybe even on one hand, how many times I've called on a friend or a family member to help guide me through a situation with Chloe. Same. Uh, and and I, I I'm not just I really really mean that. Um, and perhaps there's a part of me that um, you know might not be the best at calling for help when I need it. Perhaps that plays a role to an extent. But nothing. I, and perhaps it's that certainty that I was talking about before in the back of my mind that I'm not going anywhere. I'm pretty damn certain Chloe's not going anywhere. So whatever situation we have in front of us whether we just need the time to step away and, and maybe maybe that's going to you know need the respite you know back back you know a few years ago and going off to see my friends for a night and letting off steam it wasn't to talk about Chloe or to Ben it was just to spend some time apart because perhaps we do spend so much time together um, but uh, yeah um, I know I can go to Chloe to talk about 
any anything we're sort of experiencing or any issue. So in terms of support from elsewhere, um, it just hasn't been a huge factor or role in our lives. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it, perhaps it helped initiate and created created the space for us. Um, yeah. But maybe maybe that's why there was a certain level of security that helped between us. That knew we were the only ones. You know, a lot of our a lot of our friends fall on us for help with their partners come to us when when they're having issues at home or, or whatever it is. And I, I very rarely reciprocate. You know, I, th- I think on the odd occasion I've spoken to one of my friends about Chloe, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad to hear you talk about, you know, talk about her, not necessarily in a negative way, but talk about it like you might have a problem, you know. Um, but that's because I, I, if I, if we have a problem, I go to Chloe. Yeah. I think I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm trying to think if there's any time it was, you know, like it's, I will, you know, I will talk about our general challenges as a part of like yeah. a, in the conversation when you resonate with someone like, oh yeah, like we go through the same thing, but it, it will never be us. I need someone's support to help me go through an argument with Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's the idea at the back of my mind also that I don't want to speak badly about him to someone else because they might, you know, change like image <laughs> about them. You know, it's that, that it's also that, well, and I know we will, I know you'll make me talk about it. So, <laughs> you know, we will talk about it eventually. So it's, there's not, yeah. But I'm also, um, as Michael said, I'm really the vulnerable one in, in the group of my family and friends. Um, like I'm seen as uh, strong when everyone comes to me. For, yeah. So it's, if, if, if that conversation will come, I think I found it more in like women's circles that I'll have where, where I don't know like the woman as closely as my friends and then yeah. I might talk about something that I'm going through and it might be in a relation during that time but in regards to family and friends around us supporting us for a relationship no not much and, and in a good way I guess yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah, not yeah. that they're not there we're just not seeking it yeah, I don't, I don't know if that survived. That's why, strangely yeah. enough, I, like I just had this feeling of like embarrassment. Like, wait, is this <laughs> is this not something? It should, yeah, but but yeah, it's it's not it's not to say friends and family don't play. You know, wouldn't we, we generally say wouldn't play a great role in in supporting yeah. Yeah. family and friends? But I mean, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna simplify it, and whether it's right or wrong, I'm gonna put it down to the fact that we have built a great level of communication. <laughs> I'd never need to go to another person. I know if there's an issue, I'm just gonna mm. talk to Chloe. Or, 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 yeah, need any support or anything. Help me though, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bent into the pillow. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And what would y'all say? Anybody going through something similar? Just general advice? I don't know. What, if you want to just have the floor, share advice to the listeners, anybody tuning in of um, anything maybe you want to iterate that you've already shared or you haven't shared to support them well m- one of my favorite advice and i'm saying it out loud because it's something that i want to keep like hearing myself is that the um the difference between validation and um problem solving like giving advice to you know your partner mm-hmm. so like and i know we, we went through a lot and we constantly talk about it but you know the moment when you you go to your there's an issue something happened and you're coming to your partner and you're just venting and telling them and the moment the partner turns around like well yeah but you can do this and 
that 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 feeling that you feel like oh, that's not what I want don't tell me what to do I know what what I need to do but I just want you to hear me I just want you to listen to me so being able to create a communication where you are able to tell your husband um your partner or you and being able to tell them that at the moment I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you and all I want is validation or I do want you to help me figure out a solution so being able to identify what you need and communicate that to your partner before you start sharing something I've found that it's very important and you are hurt you are being hurt at that point and you are getting what you're needing um that's something that obviously we're still trying to incorporate constantly because we always want to you know help others and jump into that problem solving but re quickly realizing that most of the time people just want to be heard and validated and that's what we can do at that point. And I found it really beneficial um, for relationships and our relationship. Um, it's not something that I invite other couples to start incorporating. Um, yeah, just ask either sharing what you want to want you or before you jump in, asking the person, are you wanting validation or are you wanting um, to find a solution, problem solving? Yeah, that's mine. Totally, totally agree. Um, and... I think the two things, the two words that keep coming to mind for me, um, which, you know, even sort of um, help with getting to that level mm -hmm. is honesty and vulnerability. If you can, and, and you know, it, with that level of self-awareness and understanding yourself and understanding what it is that you need, if you're in a position where you're facing the person you love and you have something you need to talk about, being honest, uh, being honest in being able to ask for um, right now, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still working on this right now. I need, I need you to just tell me it'll be okay. Right now. I need you to just hear me right now. I need to just, you know, this is what I'm feeling and, and allowing that vulnerability to come through. I, I think once you create an environment um, in your relationship, that's, open to honesty and open to vulnerability, allowing you to be who you are at your rawest level of emotion and having a safe space, being able to do that and asking for that safe space. You know, I, I think that's, it's, it's one thing I think that we really struggle with is in the assumption and expectation that someone else is going to be able to figure out what it is that we need at any point in time. If you, if you allow yourself to become vulnerable and you find safety with that other person, be honest. Mm. This is what I need right now. This is what I need from you. Yeah, it can, which is, it can be really hard. It can, yeah. it, 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 it's it's a very hard. Yeah, but you, yeah, you're training yeah. yourself. Yeah, and that's really important how the partner, um, um, responds to that. Response. Yeah, um, which I know as you know, um, as women we tend to overpower men sometimes. You know, especially when they start opening up. So being able to really welcome that, welcome the vulnerability um it's it's really important and without minimizing them without making them you know feel weak because of sharing um it's very it's, I find it very important um and allowing our men to show emotion um and hold space for men is yeah I find very important um as women I think it's really important to see past the behaviors um of our men like and I see because I feel like we might be a little bit more critical sometimes and see past the behaviors and 
um, rather than just judging that um, judging the person because of the behavior, really judging the behavior and trying to understand what's behind the behavior. Sometimes, you know, if, if you're coming and you're shutting off or you're doing something, really understanding that, yeah, you're not, do, you're not doing that because you're hating me or realizing that there's something under the behavior. And because it's harder for a man to express us and they might need that safe space to open up, being able to see that, that past behavior and don't take it personally. Um, it's something very important. It's more coming out of curiosity, I find, like just out of curiosity, like I wonder what's going on there. Rather than instantly take it personally, it's like, oh, they're doing that because this and this. Um, it's 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 something big that I, I realized. And obviously, like I, I try to do myself more, being able to question things more rather than, you know, make stories in my mind. Mm. <laughs> um, what else? There's so many. I'm trying to <laughs> see what else. Um, I think, yeah, understanding yourself, I mean, a, a, a relationship is a really powerful scenario mm. to really understand how to coexist with another person. And it can be a, a fantastic avenue for healing. It can be a fantastic avenue for, um, uh, you know, um, I, I mean, you know, two is better than one. In, in, in most cases, it can be a fantastic avenue for, for really creating a powerful dynamic. And, and really, I mean, you know, I, I feel impenetrable when Chloe has some, um, you know, opposite skills to what I have that can really help me, you know, take it to the next level. But in saying that without really understanding yourself, what your triggers are, really understanding your own emotions, really understanding those things. And while, you know, Chloe's a really safe space for me to help me dissect that it's not her responsibility to dissect that I think I think having an ongoing um, uh, contribution to your own uh, self-awareness and level of understanding I, th I think is is totally totally crucial um, totally crucial Chloe knows that you know if, if if I've done something that's upset her you know deep down there's this knowing that I'm I'm striving to grow. I'm striving to heal. I'm striving to be better, and and I'm striving to create a greater mm. self awareness in understanding why those things happen. When you can continue to demonstrate and model that in a relationship, but you know, it's 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 huge. It's hugely comforting for the other person. It's hugely comforting for the relationship. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, le learning, which is a skill that I think our generation is lacking so much, but learning to communicate how we feel being able to actually tell the other person how we feel. Um, and it starts from understanding how we feel. And most of the times we don't know what we feel. Yeah, and we, we, we don't take the time to actually tap into our own feeling and recognize what's going on in our body, what's going on in our mind, what stories we're telling ourselves during that time. And then being able to articulate that, you know, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling sad at the moment and articulating what we need. And again, most of the times we don't know what we need. So that's when, you know, the work needs to be done individually first, but then being able to know that we can articulate that yeah. and um, ask for what we need, which, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lesson, but ask for what we need. I'm feeling sad. May I have a hug? A hug? Can I, you know, can I have some time alone? Can I have, can you make me a cup of tea? Being able to create that, that, um, that relationship where we know we can depend on each other, we can, we know we, we can not depend, but lean like we, we can lean on each other when we need those um, those things sometimes. 
um, but also learning how to do that ourselves, being able to give right. give those things to ourselves. Mm. And it's so yeah, and it's so important. Like it's it's so important, especially for for couples that are wanting to be parents in the future, because the things that we're learning now, the things that we teaching ourselves are things that our kids will model. So in, in a way we are changing a whole generation just by, you know, growing ourselves at the moment. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, but we, we really need to want to change and we really need to um, agree on this work because it's, yeah, it's daily, it's, it's daily work, but it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> um, what else? Um, silent treatment. Um, I know it's something that we do a lot, but um, does it work? Um, and you know, encourage encourage other couples, like encouraging ourselves when when we want to be angry at our partner, and we just don't, you know, we want to keep the silent treatment. Remind ourselves who are we hurting at that moment, and if we are needing space, being able to articulate that rather than just not communicating at all. Um, sometimes we want to feel angry. Again, we can articulate that rather than just feeling angry while we're shutting everyone else out. Um, being able to articulate that, you know, at the moment I want to feel the anger. I'm going to sit and go do something, but you know, we'll, we'll visit. We'll visit later. Um, yeah, and love languages. Learning your love languages. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, y'all have been sharing a lot. It's it's really awesome to see y'all's dynamic um, and level of commitment, understanding, or commitment to the understanding of the other person. And it's really awesome to, to see, and I can just see that between y'all. Um, it's really special. Thank you. Yeah. Good try. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, y'all have been great. And seriously, if, if anybody has gotten anything from this please leave a review and i'm going to leave the instagram link for their coaching down below thank you perfect you're Thanks, very man. welcome <laughs>